162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com. You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash zabe. Today on the ZabeCast, it's Andy Poland, the guy I once derisively called Good Enough Andy. A man who knows more Redskins history than anybody. Somebody who loved Chinese food, Tiger Woods, and 60 Minutes on Sundays. And a guy who taught me the word Meshuggana. Your bonus uncensored 35-minute edition of the ZabeCast is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. (laughs) Here we go. Wednesday, January 29th, 2022. Andy, are we going to have to get Tommy Lee Jones on the case of one Daniel M. Snyder? (laughs) The great line from The Fugitive. I want you to check every outhouse, every whorehouse, every doghouse in a six-county radius. We're going to find him. (laughs) Well, they, they know where he is. It's just a question of... Can they get to him on the yacht? But there is a – you've seen the Twitter account that tracks his yacht's whereabouts, haven't you? Oh, no. What is it? Do tell. Uh, don't remember exactly the name of it, but uh, check your Twitter feed and, and see if somebody's search, actually retweeted. Search for uh, where in the world is Daniel M. Snyder? Something Curren- like that, yeah. Cur- currently yeah. evading a subpoena by the United <laughs> States Congress and the House Oversight Committee. Wow. Wow. What a saga. And I love that the latest story was attempts to have his attorney hand deliver the subpoena were also unsuccessful because, would you believe it, Andy? She, too, is out of the country. What a coincidence. (laughs) Yeah. Now, here's something else. Even if they are to serve him with the subpoena, his lawyers will attempt to have it quashed. And that's going to take some time. 
And all he's looking to do is run out the clock. He wants to get to January, where likely there's going to be a Republican majority in the House, and this committee goes away. Yeah, that's a long time, though. He's going to have to stay underground for quite a while, isn't he? Well, no, If even if he served with a subpoena okay. and he attempts to have it quashed, there could be months and months of delay on that. So, you know, he's, he's Phil Ford. He's dribbling out the clock right now. <laughs> but he's ducking it for now. At some yeah. point, he won't be able to duck it, right? Right. Like, I mean, look, he's, he's not going to be, he's not going to be, he, right. He's not going to be in Europe when there's games going on, I assume. Right. Yeah. Right. I would think so. Well, it's a, it's a comical turn to the entire saga and it's far from over at this point you you duck congress oh they just want at you even more right and so they're going to really come after him but the stories now coming out through this committee are pure gold (laughs) let's start with brian la famina and for my listeners in wisconsin and elsewhere let me give you a quick one-on-one brian la famina was hired in 2018 i believe so yes And he was hired from the outside as a well-respected league marketing guy, Mm -hmm. right? And he had a great reputation, and he came into town, and he was a straight shooter. And Mm -hmm. he began forging relationships, positive ones, between the team and the broadcast entities and the sports radio stations in town. He was Mm -hmm. honest about the so-called waiting list, (laughs) which... We had known was a complete figment of uh, anyone's imagination, but he said it out loud. We don't have a waiting list. Come one, come all, buy tickets. He lasted all of 10 months before Mm -hmm. Snyder whacked him. And we now know, thanks to this committee, that basically Snyder fired him without pay, claiming it was for cause because he was leaking stories to the media. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, he he came in and he used the word transparent and people said, what? Do you realize where you are? (laughs) (laughs) You're in Kim Jong Snyder's South North Korea right now. There is no transparency. Right. And then I'm I'm watching the first exhibition game and it's uh, Theismann and uh, and Kenny, Kenny Albert, and uh, they bring him in and I almost fell out of my chair as he's you know, pitching season tickets and pitching individual tickets. Like, you know, there is no waiting list. Come on, let's go. And I thought, boy, we've never seen this before. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the stories were that he was butting heads with Bruce Allen, that that was the problem. But mm. from what, what he told Congress, he was revealing a lot of what has been found out later about sexual harassment in the organization and so forth, and uh, I believe it was Bruce Allen who fired him, right? It wasn't he the one that had to do the dirty deed? Uh, probably so, but we mm. know where it all stems from, and that is from the top and Dan. Uh, mm. But yeah, the, the whole thing was he said, look, I, I just fi- figure if you've got a product and you're proud of it, and you have that product available, you should let people know that. Right. So they come and get it, and and that is that was so anti the philosophy for so many years that Snyder thought he could have this fake facade of, Oh my God, you can't get tickets. They were turning away individual game ticket purchasers who wanted to do that saying, you can't, you got to buy a season ticket. And they're like, "Mm, I don't want to do that. And then walking away. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it, it was a business model that was failing faster than anybody could imagine. I mean, there was a point where you said, and we still had blackouts in the league, we're less than five years away from blackouts. So I said, no way. Right. Well, 
now they would never be on local TV if they still had blackouts. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, unless they shrunk the stadium to like 20,000. Right. <laughs> exactly. The other yeah. part of the La Famina story I had not heard before until this committee hearing was that La Famina initially at one of the league meetings pretty much body bagged Snyder saying, you have a failing franchise. What are you doing down there? And Snyder got all up in arms and sort of chuckled at him and dismissed him. But then mm-hmm. in the hallway during a break in the meetings, Snyder did what he always does, offered him a job. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's that's sort of the way things work. And and uh, from what I understand, it was also league encouragement on that. Like, hey, you better get your place fixed up. We right. got a guy here. He right. can help you. And he came in. Now, uh, I don't remember the name of the business manager that, that uh, testified. But he's got a story, and I've got something of confirmation on one of them. Um, the, uh, the story of the milk. I have the milk story. Oh, yeah. Where he, yeah, where he poured milk. He told an assistant, mm-hmm. a high-level executive, to pour milk under the seat of Mark Lerner, the owner of the Nationals, because he, owned a, uh, he red, uh, owned a suite at FedEx Field for Redskin games because, you know, that's what they do. They want to entertain at all the venues, even if they're not, you know, the team they own. And he said he wanted to pour it under his seat so that it would go sour and get hot and then smell like sour milk right under his seat because he was unhappy with a negotiation that he felt went the wrong way for him with Mark Lerner. Right. He had bought some parking spaces that he felt he overpaid for. So he was getting his revenge by telling his underling to pour milk. So total douchebag. So last night I attended an event, an annual event that uh, helped MC with our friend Steve Buckhans. And uh, Mark Lerner generally attends that event. So I was hopeful to ask him in person about that story. He was not there, but but his his, a, a well placed uh friend shall we say someone very close to mark lerner i told him that story he said oh yeah it happened and the indication actually to me was it happened so long ago it may have been before lerner even owned the the nationals really yeah that that it it, it may have been you know because uh this it's not about the redskins in 1999 the learners didn't buy the nationals until 2006 so it's possible it was, you know, in between that period of time. And, you know, may, maybe because Lerner it became so much more visible when he owned the Nationals, he might not have done it. But who knows? Uh, that that was the way that uh, dirty little Danny did tricks. Yeah, That's, exactly. You know. Sour milk Danny. Another yeah. nickname to give him. The other thing about the La Famina angle is uh, someone I talked to said, man, kind of feel bad for the guy. He had a good reputation and this all happened. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. He took Snyder's money voluntarily, and it's oh, yeah. going to end as badly as anyone who's ever taken Dan Snyder's money. Whether it's Mike Shanahan, never hired again, done coaching. Whether it's Jay Gruden, not even an assistant anymore in the NFL. Whether it was LeVar Arrington, who got cheated out of $3.5 million of a contract loophole they slipped under his nose at the last minute. Our friend Larry Weissman, who used to work for the USA Today, Took a job with who, Andy? Dan Snyder. And how did it work out? Two years done. Not well. No. And it's going to continue. Uh, Chris Cooley, our colleague at 980, mm-hmm. said that once they sold the station, they pretty much tried to say, we're not paying you anymore. And Cooley's like, the fuck you aren't. I don't <laughs> care if you sold the station. 
I have a contract. You have to pay me. And Chris Cooley, the drinking buddy of Dan Snyder, supposedly a close enough friend to be on his yacht with his wife in the Mediterranean, Snyder wanted to fuck him out of a couple hundred grand. Well, has, has Snyder maintained any kind of relationship with anyone who used to work with him other no. than Joe Gibbs? And, and Joe Gibbs is happy to take his money for the racing team. So there is a – can you imagine two people, uh, one so beloved and so well-respected and the other one reviled, actually being friends? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know? this is the thing. When Joe came back again, I said – I still believe it. It knocked him down quite a few pegs in my yeah, eyes. And, but and, and, and part of it was he was already up on too high of a pedestal. He was yeah. St. Joe. But the other part was just he it was so crass. Yeah, he well, just needed the racing money, and that kind of money doesn't grow on trees. Yeah, and, and people will look at the salary that Gibbs got, which was reported to be about $7 million a year. That's only part of it. He, Snyder, sunk a lot of money into the race team, from what yes. I understand. And that was the reason. And and, and seriously, would, would Joe Gibbs of the 80s put up with a Vinnie Serrato running running the player end no. of the deal? No. no, no. A lot of things that happened that he let happen because part of his attention was on the race team. Now, even still, with all the Michigas, he still got them to the playoffs twice in four years, which nobody else has come close to doing who's coached yeah. this team. That's true. Or, it's a it's a low bar of success, though. To true, be, to be true. honest. So, but the bar the bar was lowered vastly before he got there. Yeah. So, is uh, Dan Snyder as an exit question on all this right now, as of uh, Wednesday, June twenty ninth, two thousand twenty two? Is he any more wobbly atop the commander's ship, or is it the status quo in terms of I, him continuing to own this team into the future? I, I think it is, though I heard a, a theory from Albert Breer. It is more think, wobbly, you think? Well, it's it's a hopeful theory that, that Breer put out there. <laughs> they won't necessarily vote to get him out. There probably aren't 24 votes to get rid of him. But he thinks if they ratchet up the pressure on other things, then maybe he would sell. I don't think that'll be the case. But let's say this. Let's say the Mary Jo White investigation reveals that there was this sexual harassment with Tiffany Johnston and he did put his hand on his knee and tried to push her into the limo. And then the financial improprieties that were reported by Jason Friedman, all that happens. Let's just say that they give Snyder a five year suspension. Now, that that doesn't mean he has to get rid of the team because. Tanya Snyder becomes the owner right. and she's quickly realized that uh, not giving interviews like her husband hasn't been doing for 20 years is probably the way to go. <laughs> but, but, but let's say that, you know, Dan can't be Dan, you know, he can't walk around and, right. and you know, act like a big shot and can't, can't go to games, whatever it Are is. Are you talking about a true suspension? Because when they said a year ago, he stepped away from the team, right? That is flatly a lie. He was at the new uniform unveiling and the nickname unveiling. He's been seen in the offices. That's simply not true. But Goodell is a known liar, so nothing shocks me. Exactly. But let's just say they they full-out call it a suspension. And if he's seen at games, they start taking away draft picks. I don't know. You know, anything they can do. I mean, the owners just probably – Just smoke him out like a guy holed up in a house, like, cut the electricity. I mean, Put smoke are, bombs in there. <laughs> there are probably owners on the phone with Roger Goodell saying, hey, what are we going to do with this guy? 
you know, every day I got to hear about this stuff. <laughs> you know, we're running a business here. Yeah, it's uh, it's awful. How do you think Goodell did at the hearings? Like he's, you know, that that's that's about a a, a basic Goodell performance. You know, they didn't they didn't press him on things such as, as Mike Florio pointed out, when uh, and a lot of the questioning was done by people who wanted to just grandstand right. and do things on an emotional basis. The woman who got the the headline quote out of him, I don't have the authority to force him out. Uh, the question should have been, will you start the process, which he can do. He can start the process of getting right. the owners together to get a vote to get him out. But I don't think that uh, – I, I think he would have danced around that too. Yeah, well, he was also pressed on the uh, whole, why, do you, why did you not redact names in earlier right. reports right. and you redacted them here or didn't even do a report because you said redacting wouldn't do any good? Mm-hmm. Like, and he didn't really have a good answer for that other than just, well, in my line of work, sometimes that's not enough. Yeah. Meaning what, that the what, names get out. Well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, what the fuck does that mean in your line of right. work and what line of work? I mean, people redact documents all the time. You dipshit. God, I yeah, exactly. Know. But you yeah. know what? He's gotten good at a slow, soft voiced, circular walk to nowhere with right. all of his answers. And He's, that's why they pay him. He's a $60 million shield for the shield. Yes, he is. All right, so the Deshaun Watson thing is now coming Mm -hmm. to a head. On Tuesday, the NFL met with Deshaun's lawyers, or at least the NFL's punishment arm, uh, their player conduct committee. Uh, Basically, according to the AP, the Associated Press, Andy, ever heard of them? Uh Uh-huh, I worked there briefly. I know. Uh, The AP reported that the NFL has insisted on not just a full year suspension, but an indefinite suspension, probably because they don't know how many more shoes could mm-hmm. fall out of the top shelf of the closet and clonk them on the head. Exactly. Deshaun's lawyers report. are like, well, there's nothing, you know, what, why should we, it, there's no evidence for any of this. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd say they're far apart. Yeah, they're, they're far apart, but, but realize this. Uh, is the league going to have this hanging over their head for a couple of years now? I mean, don't they want to get this wrapped up before next season? I don't know. I, I don't know anymore with all these sports, Andy, because right now Trevor Bauer has been suspended for two mm-hmm. years by Major League Baseball when he was not acquitted technically of crimes, but they investigated thoroughly and they said there was no crime here. This woman was not credible and it was a consensual encounter. Two years because the optics were bad. Yeah, but this is this is baseball, and people have forgotten about Trevor Bauer. Football, they won't forget about Deshaun Watson. Now, here's something else to consider. But my point is, these leagues are yeah. so sensitive to optics now that the law and tr- justice and truth doesn't matter. It's optics. Well, well as as has been said by s- several people on this. Had Deshaun Watson settled all these cases at the beginning, there might not have been any punishment. They might have just all gone away. And the league would have said, well, it was all settled. There's confidentiality, and we're moving on. Yeah. That could happen, too. But but here's something else to consider about Deshaun Watson. Let's say he sits out the whole year. That's two full years without playing. I, I mean, know. is it possible that he's not that good when he comes back and they're on the hook for him for, what, $229 million guaranteed? It's, it's highly possible. He was only starting to tickle the underbelly of really good. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. 
the allergies. But yeah, they, who knows what's going to happen on the other side. So I don't know. 162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, I played, uh, played golf today with uh, a, a friend from high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Chip Lippman, and he is a great dude. He and I used to, Andy, play golf all over the D.C. area at any decent public course we could find. That included Herndon Centennial, Reston National. Of course, these names mean nothing to you because you don't play golf. And then when we wanted something different or more exciting, we would drive as far as across the Bay Bridge to Queenstown Harbor, an hour away. You've been there, right? Uh, We drove two hours out to West Virginia to play this course called Cacapin State Park. Again, none of my listeners except for those in the DMV that play golf know this. My point is he and I used to go and play golf wherever we could because we were just 20-something kids that loved to play golf and had no money. You know where he invited me to play golf today? No. A second private club that I won't even name because it's like the hardest one to get into. He already Bushwood. belongs. He already no, it's not Bushwood. He already belongs to I think one of the top five private clubs across the Beltway in Bethesda, and it was already good enough. And he's like, "Well, I'm in this club too now." Caves? No, I'm not going to play this guessing game. As as uh, as the Green Jackets of Augusta like to say, Andy, that is a club matter. His membership status. Anyway, so here's my question to you as I change gears off of this uh, Deshaun Watson thing. How do you handle or think about or process your peers having wild success financially, maybe with their families? Does it bother you at all? Does it make you feel like, God, what have I done with my life? 
Yeah. I mean, I, I consider that uh, from time to time. But, you know, it's a choice I made. I made the choice early on. and, uh, and <laughs> You I and I joined the it. circus, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. And, and to, be, to be fully truthful, uh, there are some apartment buildings in our family that I will ultimately benefit oh. from. So, so I have, you know, and, and plus, what do you know about me? My dream is not to play at whatever exclusive club you played at. Right. I, I I just spent I just spent fifty bucks to get a new tire on my bicycle today. That's what I like to do. <laughs> it probably killed you to do that too, huh? Yeah, well, yeah. I wasn't happy, but I paid it. <laughs> I wasn't happy, but I paid it. <laughs> anyway, I just want to say this. First of all, I am not. I'm super happy for Chip. He deserves every bit of it. He is a very humble and uh, and and very grateful guy. Like who you know, he worked. He went to went to Harvard. Oh well. He's in okay. commercial. Went to Harvard. He's in commercial real estate, but. In between years at Harvard, he worked at TPC Avenel, where I worked, where you plucked me off the range, right? I did. Well, I called your mother. You didn't have a cell phone then. And your mother said, I'll have Stephen call you when he gets home. Right. But you know where he worked? He didn't work on the range in a nice, clean, uh, Aureus golf shirt and pressed uh, slacks. He worked on the grounds crew. With a lot of Spanish-speaking workers and was in the weeds, weed-whacking creeks and learning Spanish along the way, at least a poco amount of (laughs) Spanish. So, I mean, that's just the kind of guy he is. Good guy, and he paid for my caddies today, which was fantastic. I mean, I couldn't be more thankful. But part of me is like, I started to think. I was like, yep, Chip's killing it. And then there's Andy, he's a doctor. And then there's Hojan, he's a doctor. And then there's Stefan, and he is a huge Wall Street guy that lives in a $5 million mansion in Great Falls. Then there's this. I think of my 20 high school friends, my closest ones, mm-hmm. I'm probably the least successful. Oh, come on. You live, at, you live in a house that has 10 acres of land. You drive a nice car. You've got good broadcasting jobs. Come on. I have a house on away. 10 acres that is finally above water value-wise okay. after I bought but, it in but, 2008. Well, uh, my look, nice car is a uh, Toyota Camry. Sure, I could probably afford more, but I just don't feel like it right now. And I'm not saying I'm un- – don't, don't get me wrong, Eddie. I'm not saying I'm unsuccessful. I'm just saying all of my peers are more successful okay. than me and and that's something that you either live with in rage and jealousy or you go I, not a rage also, and jealousy i don't rage in jealousy i just take here, a note of something it else and i go oh okay that's yeah, interesting but, but but what you said about him in, in your first description post high school he went to harvard so the fork in the road was right there <laughs> i i don't know about you but i never had the option of going to harvard not smart enough to get in there so I went to American University, which was a relatively safe school at the time to get into. So, you know, so go and, and could I could I have pursued being very wealthy? Yes, I could have. I don't know how well I would have done. But uh, Tony Kornheiser likes to quote his friend Mitch Album, who's made gobs and gobs of money as an author, but uh, also uh, as a graduate of the Wharton School of Business. And his philosophy on money is if you want to make money, you need to be around money. Well, we've spent our lives scuffling around radio stations and most There's of not them a lot of money. There. A lot of money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. so that's a good point. I mean, you know, the other thing about Chip is that he's not ostentatious. Like he drove the same kind of shitty Volkswagen. Uh, I forget what model it was the for sap. years. It, it was something. And, 
I was like, Chip, when are you going to upgrade from this? You got a decent job now. You're out of college. He's like, no, I like this car. He just changed the irons in his golf bag after like 18 years, which is almost unheard of. Because he's like, no, these are good enough. So, you know. Yeah, I'm not not jealous. I'm not... I'm not shaking my fist in rage. I'm just sort of taking note of it. And I just wondered if you, no, fellow no. circus performer in the world of radio <laughs> like me, just dodging the the axe from one <laughs> mismanaged shithole to another, yeah. had any thoughts on your peers being more successful than you? Look, uh, my hero is Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett is one of the five richest men in the world. I know. He lives in the same house in Omaha he bought in 1962. He gets drive through at McDonald's. When he flies, he flies coach. And when he dies, he's given away most of his money. It, you know, so. It, it makes you almost wonder, why does he care about money? He doesn't. It, it's, it's, he says it has no utility for me. And, and he's just, he found success making it, but. Spending it, excuse me, doesn't, oh, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't Andy. <laughs> spending it, <coughs> one more, doesn't, uh, does, doesn't turn them on, and, and I can appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I go back to the great scene in uh, the original Wall Street with Michael Douglas and yeah. his son. He's got your prick in his back pocket, but you're too blind to see it. No, what I see is a jealous old machinist who can't stand the fact that his son's become more successful than he has. What you see... He's a guy who never measured a man's success by the size of his what? That's because <laughs> you never that. had the guts to go out into the world and stake your own claim. Yeah, that's great. Your wallet. I love that. Yeah, Martin Sheen. Uh, so so intense. By the way, have you seen Top Gun yet? I know you're going to hector me about this. No, I have not um, because well, I don't know why I haven't, but I haven't. So I'm I'm going to pro- maybe I'll see it over the July Fourth weekend. Oh, I have a theory about that, but I'll just keep that in my back pocket. All right. <laughs> You're like, all right, whatever that is. Uh, yeah. Speaking speaking of money, Terry McLaurin signed a new deal uh, yep. with the Redskins, or excuse me, the Commanders today. A very nice uh, five-year, $71 million deal that includes a four, $38 million, no, $28 million bonus, I believe it is, most ever for a wide receiver up front at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, of all the bad contracts the commanders have given out over the years, Albert Hainsworth leading the pack. Oh, God. Uh, this one, barring, you know, some horrible injury or something like that, I think is going to turn out to be very good. I, 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 I admire him so much on and off the field. Yeah. I think, I think he was a real find, real find in the draft. Not only was he a third-round pick, 76th overall, he was the 12th wideout selected that year in the draft he had four three five speed which supposedly andy they're able to ferret out at these convoluted combines and Mm -hmm. pro days and they're supposed to worship the numbers the numbers the numbers the numbers and he was a polished route runner had impeccable references about his discipline and focus and teamsmanship and he lasted till the 12th wide receiver why? Yeah, and I I don't know, and uh, you know, I remember when they drafted him, the hope was well, maybe you can play special teams and contribute a little bit. Uh, the bar was very low for him, and also, uh, from what I understand, he was recommended by the late Dwayne Haskins. Right. And my initial thought was, oh, oh god. god, here they go again, <laughs> right. because you know Clinton Portis used to recommend draft picks. You know, <laughs> this organization has has fallen all over itself, letting other people you know decide. But uh, boy, right away, and and I've watched many of his 
Zoom news conferences. What a mensch. What yeah. a complete mensch he is. No, he really yeah. gets it. He's uh, He is mature beyond his years, which I hesitate to say because I once applied that to one Robert Griffin III. And it yeah. turns out Robert was not mature beyond, beyond his years. Wasn't even mature for his years. He just went to a accessory store and bought <laughs> a lot of posters and coffee mugs and knew yeah. how to spout the lines that made him look mature. And he misses that, and he seizes every opportunity he can to get himself attention. But it's he just continues to make a bigger fool of himself each time. Um, by the way, I don't know this may have been under the radar, but uh, after the uh, draft, Rich Eisen held a charity event, which he holds every year at the Coliseum. And, he, you know, Rich runs the 40-yard dash during the, the combine right, on right. the NFL Network. So he's bringing in a bunch of celebrities to run the 40-yard dash. He brings in Robert Griffin III, who supposedly ran a 4-4-8. And so he goes on a follow-up interview with Eisen, real schmooze fest. And Eisen says, well, the team's been contacting you since they heard about the 4-4-8. He said, oh, yeah, my phone's been blowing up. Oh. Well, here we are a month away from training camp. Crickets. Have you heard about anybody even no. expressing interest in Robert oh, no. Griffin III? None. My phone's been blowing up with sycophants and hangers-on who are saying, dog, you're getting back in the league, man. I'm so happy for you. Not from actual NFL teams. No, no. Yeah. Nobody nobody wants him. The word on McLaurin also out of Ohio State was he was part of a crowded wideout room, mm-hmm. so he wasn't getting the looks because they had other guys there. I forget who was in that draft from Ohio State. But this, again, reminds everyone, should remind everyone, these fucking NFL people are not much better than you or I. They really aren't. It's a guessing game, and they fuck up, and they overlook things, and they don't do their due diligence like you assume they would. Yeah, and and I don't understand why teams don't do more of this. Bill Walsh was famous for doing it. Load up in the middle rounds. You know, you might not, you might miss on a on a big gem that goes, you know, in top right. ten. But if you just keep throwing draft picks at it, if two out of four work out, you're, you're, you get a win there. Yeah. And I don't know why they don't do it. It's cheap uh, lottery tickets for talent, yeah. basically. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, what is the furthest planet from the NFL sun right now? Had this debate on my morning show today. Is it the Commanders? Is it the Jets? Is it the Browns as this Deshaun deal spirals into complete disaster? Would it be the Jaguars? Would it be the Detroit Lions? In other words, what planet in the NFL solar system is the most desolate, lifeless, far, you're talking- out, far out from success, the furthest out from success you can envision right now? And this is totally on the field because reality is the commanders might actually be half decent. You know, they might they might actually win nine games, maybe even ten. Well, la dita. Do you not hear your own lowered standards of expectation of what is a good year? Andy, shame on you. It's a good year for them. But my point is, (laughs) as an organization, they are the furthest from the sun. I mean, it is a complete disaster of an organization. There's no, no question about that. Uh, but, you know, is it possible that they could be a playoff team this year? Yes, it is. And does that make them, uh, does that automatically disqualify them for this discussion? Yeah, good question on that. Two quick politics things, and then I'll wrap it up. Uh-oh. I can't resist. Uh-oh, <laughs> buckle up. Here we go. First one is, did you see Joe Burrow has decided to go there on the Roe v. Wade 
situation where I he did. posted on his Instagram, I'm not pro-murdering babies. Okay, thanks. That's great. He said, I'm anti-forcing Jane, who's been raped, to have an abortion. I'm paraphrasing now. I'm anti-Susan, who finds out that her fetus has uh, missing organs that'll make it non-viable. And on and on and on. Is it smart that he went there as a starting QB in this league on such a divisive topic? I, I, I'm not, I'm a, certainly I'm not going to argue with his position on it. I'm, I'm 100% behind it, and I applaud him for using his platform to do it. That's the way I feel about it. Would you applaud somebody who had the exact opposite opinion? Yes, because Speaking they would face, up. Okay. They would they would they would face any kind of backlash, which Burrow is obviously facing right now. But that's something he believes in, and it's 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 the anti Republicans buy shoes too stance. Okay, if a player screamed "democracy is dead," and a team owner sent out a statement like Del Rio got, like the Commanders did with Del Rio, rebuking that person, scolding them for being flat out incorrect and saying they shouldn't speak that way because at least 50% of the country feels strongly the other way, would you support that? Because you supported that with Del Rio. Right, but uh, the, now the, the distinction is that the Del Rio tweet, while I didn't agree with it, I'm okay that he put it out. But standing on Ashburn soil wearing commander's gear and taking the position he took, including the phrase dust up, and having watched, especially today, the hearings – uh, I think that is is something that he should have been fined for and actually been fired for. So if it's a tweet, I, I don't like it, but I excuse it. But if he does it as a representative of the organization on company time, then I have an issue. Right. With it. But if a if another person on company time on their property with their logos on their chest stands up and says something outrageously factually incorrect, like democracy is dead because of this ruling and they got rebuked by the team and fined, you'd support that saying, yeah, good. Yeah, if, if, he, if he takes that position representing the team, yes. Okay. And then finally, Howard Stern says he wants to run for president to, quote, end this shit. I assume he would run as a Democrat. I ask you, Andy Poland, would you vote for Howard Stern for president? Uh, who's he running against? You would not vote for a Republican. If Howard Stern is a platform central Democrat, you're really mm-hmm. thinking you would vote against him because you don't think he'd be a good. He might be a great president. Maybe we need a, a disc jockey to be no, president. You, you, I thought you asked me, would I vote for him? Yes, it, if I, it was I, him versus a Republican in the general election. For well, it president. depends on who, who the Republican is. If the Republican has the initials DT, my vote goes for Howard Stern. But there could be a, a viable, and I have voted Republican in the past. So. Oh, really? For president? Yes, Reagan twice. Yes, I did. Well, mazel mazel, Andy. Mm -hmm. Good thing. Voted with my wallet, like many. (laughs) Okay. Oh, and then there's this. Did you see the avalanche reporter who's catching a lot of shit because he posted a photo of him hoisting the Stanley Cup, smoking a cigar, and celebrating as if he was a player? Yeah, that's that's a bad, bad look. That's a terrible look. You're the guy that says no cheering in the press box. You can't even wear a hat, which has the team logo on it, and this Dum Dum is there whooping it up like I just won something. Who does he work for? Mike Chambers of the Denver Post. Oh boy, newspapers—they're really sensitive about that stuff. Yeah, that's that's probably suspension worthy. I think it's bad, Andy, because he's not a player. Forget the media yeah. side of it. 
I don't think non-players should hoist the cup over their head. Just don't believe in it. It's for players, Look, coaches, and maybe the team's broadcasters. Maybe. Although you saw all the suspensions they had from that Angels Mariners brawl, yeah. and the interpreter got two games. <laughs> I didn't see that. The interpreter yeah. got two games. Two games. Yeah, I, I, I must be the Angels. Maybe it's Otani's. Uh, what, what what did that guy do? Did he get out there and start throwing bows? I I guess he was spotted in the video in the middle of the scrum, and oh. <laughs> they got two games for him. Oh, he was like, no, I was just trying to transcribe. I was just trying to translate the the dust up. Uh, exactly. no, he said, "Fuck you and fuck your mother." Oh, I get it now. Hold on a second. <laughs> All right, Andy, great to talk to you as always. Thank you for your time. All right, Zeb, take All care. Right, there you go. Absolutely one of the great jam songs of all time. Stevie Wonder with Superstition. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Rate and review if you possibly can. Don't make me bribe you to do that. Although that's not a terrible idea. It helps tremendously with the algorithm. People see a lot of reviews that are positive. They see a lot of ratings that are positive. And it says, oh, this must be a really good podcast. Which I think it kind of is, actually. So there you go. All right. Thanks for listening. Have yourself a great Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day it is. And we will see you next time. A 162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a my bookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com.